Welcome to The Forecast. I'm your host, Carly Harmson. As a licensed master esthetician with nearly two decades of experience, I feel confident to meet you here every week to educate about the latest trends and must-have products, as well as to decode the science and demystify the overwhelming world of skincare. Whether you're a wide-eyed, curious beginner or you're a veteran skincare pro, this is the podcast for you. So grab your favorite face mask and discover with me someone who's not only a skincare guru, but also a card-carrying member of Skincare Obsessed, just like you. Get ready for this episode of The Podcast, starting now. Hi, and welcome back to The Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about what I think are going to be the big trends moving ahead into 2024. And while some of these have really taken off in 2023, I think they're going to continue to build momentum and become a staple part of the skincare world. So I can't wait to get into it. So the first thing being skin minimalism. And This is interesting because I've found this in over 20 years in the industry, that the beauty industry is very much like a pendulum. And when we go really hard in one area, just like a pendulum, it swings back to the other side. And one thing that I've noticed specifically out of COVID that's driven a lot of the skincare and beauty trends is, um, you know, this kind of ritual of skincare where you know, people of all ages are having multi-step routines. And don't get me wrong, as a professional esthetician, I love that. Uh, I never want uh, my clients or anyone using skincare they don't need, but there's so many different ways that we can target specific issues or challenges. So in some cases, it, it might take some stacking and layering of multiple steps of skincare. But I think that uh, just, just like I've always seen in this industry. And it's, it's such a a mentality that we have as humans, if a little bit's good, more is better. So if a seven step routine's good, then a 15 step must be better. And, you know, at some point you're not going to reap the benefits of all of those products layered on, whether that's due to um, an, an absorbability issue because you've got all of these layers on and some, you know, maybe larger molecule size or buffers that block other active ingredients. You know, at some point you're eventually just throwing your your money down the drain. And so, you know, we've seen this. We've I've uh, seen recently a lot of uh, interest and observation about these young Gen Alpha that are, you know, storming Sephora and Ulta for skincare and how brands like Drunk Elephant are uh, really appealing to the this group of, of users. And never before uh, ever in the history of time has, you know, there been uh, uh, this large mass uh, collective interest in skincare from tweens and younger. And so that is an interesting um, side note. I do think that uh, I 
well, this could be a topic for another day. <laughs> I, I do think there's maybe a, a little ethical issue there. Um, but, you know, we've seen even these little these little girls that have multi-step routines that they're, you know, flexing on TikTok. And it, it's it's definitely an interesting era. But overall, I think that you're going to find a lot of individuals are going to move to simpler routines, um, whether that's a, a time uh, consideration, whether that's a cost consideration due to, you know, changing economic times, um, or, you know, honestly, just burnout from, you know, spending 30 minutes to 60 minutes in at your vanity doing your skincare routine. So I think you're definitely going to see a movement towards minimalism. You're going to see brands that come onto the market that are meant to be minimalistic um, in their use, but also in their aesthetic, the way they look. Um, so I could see some brands coming on that are going to be like, you know, four-step routines, maybe with numbers, one, two, three, four, this kind of a uh, happened early on in my career there were some some big brands that that really marketed that way and I think you're going to see that again with ingredients multi-ingredients that are going to work for a lot of different skin types and conditions number two is I think we're going to see more and more uh, lifestyle and diet uh, talk and consideration when it comes to the health of the skin and how it impacts the skin now if you've um been around me, if you've learned from me, if you've consumed any of my content, you know that I'm a huge advocate of what I've coined nutritional skincare. Uh, I've seen recently on TikTok a big, big creator that is calling it internalized skincare. And so I think you're going to see more and more people jump on that bandwagon. And uh, I've been a fan of this since the early 2010s, this actually was um, a strategy I took to clear my own grade four cystic acne. So I think that there's definitely, you know, uh, nutrients that need to be included for really healthy skin. I think there's, in some cases, um, ingredients or foods that need to be eliminated for some people for some period of time if they have like inflamed skin issues. So I think you're going to see more and more of what I'm what I'm calling beauty nutrition. Next up, microbiotic skincare. I, I'm using that term. It doesn't exist, but it's a great way to encapsulate all of the skincare that's really going to target uh, the skin microbiome, which, uh, again, if you've followed any of my content before, you know that I'm a huge advocate of really kind of working with nature and you know, not disrupting that delicate ecosystem that exists on our skin to protect our skin as much as possible. Because when we really reinforce that protective quality, the skin health really thrives. And so you've probably seen probiotic skincare out on the scene. And I will talk about this more on another um, episode later. But, you know, probiotic skincare is not what it's cracked up to be. It's, um, in my mind, is kind of a marketing play. And um, I do believe that someday it will change to where, you know, uh, live bacteria can be deposited on the skin somehow safely and can reinforce the skin microbiome, much like how 
uh, if you have, you know, gut issues, <laughs> I know we're all so over that word, um, but if you do, you can take a probiotic and it's going to reseed, you know, good bacteria that can really kind of help to replenish uh, that really unique ecosystem that's responsible for a lot of things within our body. Um, I'm here to tell you, skincare can't do that right now. Uh, but I do think there will be a time that it can, but it's not going to be in 2024. So what I mean by microbiotic skincare are, you know, avoiding ingredients, treatments, practices that are going to disrupt that microbiome, while also seeking specific ingredients that can help to nourish or, or support the microbiome. So um, what comes to mind right away are prebiotic ingredients. And there's these are a lot of plant-based sugars types of ingredients um, that may be used topically. Um, I think you're going to just see more and more uh, with, you know, that type of skincare. Also, something uh, interesting is postbiotics. So, you know, you're starting to see like the word kombucha in products. Um, I was uh, in Ulta the other day and I saw, oh, what is that brand? Fresh. And they have a bunch of kombucha like um, cleansers and toners and tonics. So you're going to see more and more of that as we move into 2024. Kind of uh, along with that, my next trend that I think you're going to see more of, you've already seen it, but you're going to see more of it, you're going to hear more discussion about it, more focus on it, is barrier repair. Barrier support, barrier repair. Again, I think this is one of those, um, one of those concepts that really came out of, uh, well, I sh barrier repair has always been around. But it's really rose to the forefront, I think, as a result of the obsession with, you know, us as consumers over-processing our skin, you know, doing too much. So this kind of goes along with skin minimalism, too, um, where, you know, people are seeking out more um, simple, supportive, nourishing types of products that are going to help to repair the skin because they've overdone it with tretinoin or you know they were using the um i won't say the brand but it's a red peel that you can just go get over the counter um a peeling solution uh that's just decimated the barrier of the skin and we know that because we're seeing more and more cases of self-reported sensitivity but what we do know with sensitive skin is sensitive skin is genetic it's hereditary and you know the recent study said that it was a, a quite a large study over a thousand participants um and it was a consumer perception study that indicated that 70 percent of these people so over 700 of these people reported their skin as sensitive and we know um statistically that 70 percent of the population is not a sensitive skin by genetics and so what they're really saying is their skin is sensitized. And that means that, you know, they've either done something to their skin topically or the lack of, you know, caring for the skin topically, you know, other things like medication, environmental exposure, et cetera, can put the skin into a state of sensitivity. Um, and that's a result of barrier disruption. So you're going to see more and more focus maybe 
even entire protocols or um, devices or even brands that are focused to barrier uh, health. So next up is um, sci-fi skincare. So I think um, that you're going to see more and more of kind of the, the ingredients. So they feel a little obscure and a lot of people don't understand them or can wrap their mind around them. And, and these ingredients have been around for a while, but I think you're just going to see them more mainstream in the next year. And that's going to be um, ingredients that feature like stem cell condition media, you know, growth factors, exosomes. You maybe have already heard of these, um, but I think you're going to see them more and more. They're, they are somewhat controversial from a consumer perception standpoint uh, because it's for many people, it's not clear how we get them. They're human-derived, although there are some animal-derived variations now. And so people start to have questions about that. But I think you're going to see the explanation of, you know, those ingredients, how they work, where they come from, in a more digestible way, um, where more and more consumers are going to get on board with it. And then I also think along with the sci-fi skincare, you're going to see, and that, by the way, I think we might see some injectables of of these things. And right now, you know, you've probably heard of the vampire facial, which would feature plasma um, or plasma-rich plate, platelets, PRP, um, you know, from an individual. You go and you get your blood drawn and it gets spun out and we get that plasma-rich platelets uh and then we use it for microneedling or right after microneedling so you've already seen kind of some uh variation of this but i think we're gonna see maybe some injectables uh, of this um if they're not at already uh, but they'll become more mainstream so i think in addition to that you're gonna see more skincare tools more high-tech skincare tools uh there was one that i learned about more recently that kind of, uh, through a lot of pressure, shoots skincare ingredients into the skin. So I think you're going to just see more and more things like that come onto the market in the next year or two. Um, as well, uh, sensory skincare. So this is my next uh, prediction, is that you're going to see more sensory skincare. You know, I feel like we got we saw a lot of this with, like, ice rolling got really popular in 2023. Uh, and while there's maybe therapeutic benefits to that. I think a lot of people just like how it feels. So you're going to see more sensory skincare where there might be cooling elements, there might be warm or hot elements, um, there might be like bubbling or activity. And while these these products have existed, uh, I, I think you're just going to see it in more saturation. Okay, multifunctional skincare still kind of goes hand in hand with skin minimalism, where people are looking for, you know, one or two hero products that does it all. And so, um, you know, working, at, for those of you that are estheticians, working with brands, finding those products and stocking those, I think, would be really wise. And then as clients, those of you that are just really interested in skincare, you know, when you can find a multifunctional uh, product, let's say a, a good example of that might be like a cleanser that has... Uh, maybe some exfoliating um, granules in it, and then maybe also has some enzyme or, you know, some alpha hydroxy acids or hydroxy acids. You know, that could be a multi-purpose product because you could obviously cleanse with it. You can exfoliate with it, and then you can mask with it. You can leave it on the skin for up to 10 minutes, and you get a little bit 
of a more um, thorough and deeper exfoliation. So that, I think you're going to just see more and more of that. And then, of course, you know, serums um, kind of for me as a workhorse, um, that's that's a place where I think that multi-function, multi-benefit ingredients um, come into play. So next is, uh, I think you're going to see a return to fragrance in skincare. I think that fragrance has been villainized, and I'm not saying uh, that I, I'm on board with fragrance. I'm not saying I'm not, but I will say that, you know, a it's going to be one of your top skincare allergens. If people have reactions to skincare, oftentimes it's the fragrance that's added. So a lot of people have been really seeking, you know, fragrance-free and inert formulas, you know, the rise of CeraVe, Cetaphil. This is no coincidence um, to me. These are these are inert. They have a, um, they're free of a lot of those types of ingredients that, um, you know, reactive skin may struggle with. But I think you're going to find that consumers are, or, or those of you are shoppers or, or beauty gurus, um, are maybe longing for that more aesthetic, uh, you know, experience where, where you're getting, you know, a product that feels good, it finishes well on the skin, but it also smells really good too. So I think you're going to see a return of, of fragrance in skincare, and it's not going to be as villainized as it has been the last few years. All right, I've got two more. So I think we're going to see a return for facials in the treatment room. Um, there, I, I really believe as a result of COVID, post-COVID, the beauty industry was really affected uh, where, you know, out of necessity, many people turned to doing their skincare themselves because their local spa, their local esthetician was closed for a mandated period of time at the peak of COVID. And that started this DIY skincare movement that we've been in since 2020. And I think that you're going to f- notice that either you are, you know, looking into getting in the treatment room for regular facials again, or if you're a professional, that you're going to have more clients returning uh, for regular facials or maybe even new clients coming in because with this sea of skincare that's very overwhelming you know that professional voice really goes a long way where the consumer is really going to be seeking you know to have that professional opinion to personalize and customize their routine rather than going off of trending products online or beauty influencer recommendations. I think you're going to see that. But I think that the facial is going to change a little bit. It, it already has. Uh, I think it's going to be more, uh, less of a cookie cutter facial. It's going to be more customizable and enhancements to the facial um, rather than, you know, charging additional for them, working them into your price so that you can really like choose appropriately for each each client. So, for example, you know, LED dermaplaning, um, you know, eye and lip enhancements. I think you're going to just see more of like kind of a, you know, 50 minute facial and everything that you need to do in that 50 minutes to really address the client's needs is what uh, 
I think we're going to see that kind of shift. So less like an acne facial and an age corrective facial or a hydrating facial, it's going to be like stacking a lot of those tools, enhancements, and ingredients just to get kind of this ultimate uh, facial experience. And then I think you're even going to see shorter uh, treatment times. So, you know, when I was coming up, we called these express facials. They weren't super popular, but I think you're going to see them regain or gain popularity, maybe even for the first time where people are, you know, they spend less time and money, but get those professional results. Okay, that leads me with my final and 10th prediction for 2024, and that is refillable skincare. So like more eco-conscious refillable skincare to where you can get, you know, um, refills for products um, where you can, you know, maybe purchase like a foil bag and refill them yourself. I think you're going to see uh, a movement towards this. Uh, it's happened a little bit, but it's going to become more mainstream where packaging is going to continue to become more eco-friendly and refillable for an economic, uh, from an economic point of view is going to be something that clients are going to seek or you as buyers you might already be interested in. So that is my list of my 10. I have more, but I wanted to keep it to 10 um, predictions for the year ahead. I'm excited to see what actually takes off, um, what continues to rise. And I would love to hear from you what you think is going to be a major skincare trend in the year ahead. So as always, thank you for joining me and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of The Podcast. If you liked this episode, be sure to share it with a bestie or on your socials. And if you love the episode, please leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Your positive feedback means so much to me. You can connect with me at The Real Best Statistician on Instagram or The Best Statistician anywhere else. And hey, babe, this week's forecast looks like clear with a chance of glow. See you next time. Thank you.